Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Thursday. And it's a great day. Do you know why it's a great day? You may be saying to yourself, oh, Jesse, everything's terrible. Afghanistan sucks and our politicians suck. And look, all that's true. I mean, all that stuff's true. Oh, we have a half functional president. The world's laughing at us. We're about to start sending the Taliban money. Yes, that's real. And all these. Yeah, I realize all that sucks. And we're going to get to all that stuff tonight. And I'm going to just show you example number 10,000 of how the communist thinks in just a moment. I have some audio for you that is it's it's perfect. Let's set all that aside for a moment. You know why today is a good day? A really 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 good day. It's a slow news day. It's a slow news day. That's wonderful. Now People in my business, people who do what I do for a living, I sit down, talk on the radio, talk on TV, they'll, they'll hate it, right? There's no major stories. No, I love the, I love days like this. Haven't we had enough major news out there? Aren't you tired of being waterboarded with bad information and bad news every day? I am. I need a day. I need a day where Joe Biden doesn't embarrass the entire United States of America. I need a day without Kamala Harris laughing like a hyena when she's asked a hard question. I don't want to hear about the collapse of the dollar. Just give me a day. And that's our day today. In case you're wondering or missed last night, yes, I'm still in a dungeon. That's why the show sounds a little weird. It's why I sound like garbage. Am I dying? Well, I can't really say I am or not, but I think we all know whatever it is, I'm going to overcome it. I'm broadcasting from a dungeon. Bear with me. So on to communism in just a moment. Before I forget, though, tomorrow, 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 you know what day it is and don't think it's changed because I'm in a dungeon. Tomorrow is Ask Dr. Jesse Friday on the Jesse Kelly Show Get your questions in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com and get them in now for you new listeners. They do not have to be political. They do not. It can be about anything. It's, it's fine if they're political. History, men, women, employment, travel, food, whatever. Stupid things. Send them in on Fridays. It's all about you. Now, on to Chuck Schumer. On to Hurricane Ida, on to the Northeast right now. I'm still combing through the headlines. The most recent body count, 12 New Yorkers dead. Uh, well over 20 in the Northeast in general because Hurricane Ida blew through. Now... Talk about a count your blessings moment. Picture, picture, picture this, because this is how somebody just left this planet in the basement, a New York City basement apartment. That, that may not make sense to you if you've never been to New York City or never spent much time in the Northeast in these bigger cities. Like, for, for instance, right now I live in Texas. We don't even have basements here. The soil, is, it's, it's a long story. The soil doesn't really allow for it. So forget about that. But in north in the Northeast, in big cities, well, big cities are always constrained by geography. A lot of people who live rurally don't kind of can't really relate to that. Like I grew up in Montana. It's just nothing but space. Well, there's no space in New York. It's an island. You're stuck there. 
You know, in places like Boston, even though it's not an island, there's not there's not a hundred acres you can just plant something else on. It's it is what it is. So cities grow up and cities grow down. People live in basement apartments all over the place in the Northeast. Somebody, many people actually, several, we're still getting numbers in, so I don't want to give out exact ones because it may change in two minutes. The last check total for the Northeast was 22, 12 New Yorkers. They died in their apartments. They were sound asleep or spending time with family. And then, I mean, isn't this, isn't this straight out of a horror movie? You're there in your home. You wake up in the middle of the night and water is filling up your bedroom. You're sitting there in the living room, watching TV with the fam, playing chess, whatever you do. Water begins to blow in through the windows and the doors. Straight out of a horror movie, right? And they died. Americans died, a lot of them. A lot of them. And this is unspeakably bad. And for those confused about what, why this happens, because you know, you, when you read the numbers, you're used to hearing place like a place like Houston. Oh, they got 20 inches of rain. It's there's some flooding, but everything's okay. And then you'll see, well, it was three or four inches. How could it flood? It's just designed differently. Everything is designed differently. And it's not designed poorly necessarily. You're you're kind of a slave to your geography, but it's a horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy that just happened from a natural disaster, hurricane, Hurricane Ida. As you know, hurricanes happen every year about this time. Chuck Schumer, one of, if not the most detestable people in the United States of America, Chuck Schumer got up to the microphone right, right after this horrific tragedy, Chuck Schumer got up to the microphone and while people are sobbing, people are still finding out their loved ones are gone calling their relatives, crying on the phone, hugging people, assuring each other everything will be okay, asking God why, you know, all the terrible things that happen with a loved one dead. Chuck Schumer steps up to the microphone and Chuck Schumer says this. Global warming is upon us. When you get two record rainfalls in a week, it's not just coincidence. When you get all the changes that we have seen in weather, that's not a coincidence. Global warming is upon us and it's going to get worse and worse and worse unless we do something about it. And that's why it's so imperative to pass. Quickly, Chris, pause really quick. Pause for just a second, Chris. I want you to understand something. While Chris has screwed up a million things on the show, Chris didn't mess up and play the wrong audio. This is Chuck Schumer's response to people being hauled out of their apartments in body bags with their mothers sobbing over their dead bodies. Chris, continue, please. Put in the atmosphere by 50% by night 2030. The first bill deals with infrastructure, and built into that infrastructure is something I have started fostering with Sandy, that we don't just build infrastructure, but we build resilient infrastructure. So when these floods or fires or anything else occurs, they are much more resistant. And you saw some results of that from the Sandy money, but we need much more of it. And these bills do that. Hey, okay, we got, it, we got it. 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 
What kind of a monster does something like that? What kind of a monster says something like that at this moment in time? People are dead. New Yorkers, people all across the Northeast, they're dead. Freshly dead. Just died. Without hesitation. Without a moment of hesitation. The communist steps up to the podium, steps up to the microphone, and begins to politic. And begins to do everything he can do to use this moment to advance his religion. How many times do I have to play you this and explain this to you until everyone gets it? And it's so important. It's so important for you to tell family, friends, the neighbors, not in an obnoxious way. Tell them who these people are. Tell them what these people are and why they do what they do. These people are not normal. These people are not sane. These people are full-blown committed communists. They never, ever, ever see something and have a real human emotion down inside. They're not capable of it. I don't even know that Chuck Schumer is a human being anymore. I don't know that he is. What do I mean by that? I'll explain to you in just a second. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com Take a load off, Benny. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. I did, again, you didn't think I was going to be out again, right? That's, that's, certain people, even, even shoguns, get under the weather with deadly, deadly, deadly diseases. But the thing is, as your Oracle, as Jesse the Oracle Kelly, what Chris, as Jesse the Oracle Kelly, you should know I will always be able to overcome a virus. <laughs> how, look how small a virus is. It has no chance against me. <laughs> oh, Chris, you don't hate your job. You just think you do. I mean, it's only gonna, la look, we, let's be honest. We're not going to last much longer before we're all fired anyway. And then you'll go find something else. <laughs> Back to Schumer. I, I, in case you missed the opening, I'm not going to play you the audio again. Hurricane Ida slams into the Northeast. Now, not obviously in the same way, not as some Category 4, not in the same way it slammed into Louisiana. It just dumped all kinds of rain on the Northeast. In cities like New York, they're not, they're not designed to handle that volume of water in that short a period of time. And people live below ground there, basement apartments. And people woke up and died in terrible, horrifying ways. And Chuck Schumer, New York senator, steps right up to the microphone and begins making it about global warming and climate change. And this is why we have to pass the bills I want and all these other things. And... It's just yet another example how the communist can never, ever, ever set aside his religion. There is nothing else to the communist but his religion. And it is his great advantage and his great disadvantage. What do I mean by that? His great advantage is he's always on. 24 hours a day. When he's awake, he's worried about communism and communism and communism. There's never a second thing. Even human life means nothing to him. So 
He's able to advance. That's how they were able to make so many gains here. His great disadvantage is the communist is always miserable. Always miserable. Think about it. Have you ever met a happy one? You ever met one that seems really genuinely content, just happy about life, things are going well, or are they all miserable human beings? They never set it aside. They never turn it off because communism is not a political ideology. It is a religion. And the people who practice said religion are devout. They are so devout. Don't ignore that. These people are devout. They believe it. They believe it all the way. And I mean all the way. And remember this. Remember, we've talked about this a million times before on the show. We're going to talk about it again. The communist, because it's his religion, the communist believes genuinely all the way he is morally correct. He is right. You are an evil heretic. That's how the communist thinks. Remember, Mao killed 70 million Chinese people, we think. I mean, who even knows when you get to numbers like that? Mao killed 70 million of his own people. Never thought he did anything wrong. Pol Pot killed a greater percentage of his country than even Stalin or Hitler or Mao. A greater percentage. Pol Pot killed 25% of the, of the people in Cambodia. Asked later on in life, I have no regrets. <laughs> I'm not even a violent dude. That's paraphrasing. That's what Pol Pot said. These people, not only are they destructive, they are devout and they believe they are morally right. And those are the most dangerous kind of people. The most dangerous kind of people. Because they'll never stop. They are so committed, they will never, ever, ever stop. Their God won't allow it. Their God won't allow it. It's like that great, what is that great C.S. Lewis quote? You know what, let me pull it up here real quick. Oh, it's a great C.S. Lewis, Lewis quote. Of all the tyrannies... A tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience." I'm going to read you something really quickly here. This is from a man named Richard Hanania. Richard Hanania is the president of the CSPI Center. It's, it's some lefty group. Don't worry about that. It's the Center for the Study of Partisanship and Ideology. It's just another one of these left-wing front groups. But I'm going to read you this. And I want you to understand. This guy thinks he's the good guy. This guy... He looks in the mirror every single night and he believes he is morally right and you who oppose him are morally wrong. This is verbatim. Quote, you can't, he's, in, he's responding to Texas's ban of abortion, by the way. Quote, you can't screen for Down syndrome before about 10 weeks and something like 80% of Down syndrome fetuses are aborted. If red states ban abortion, 
we could see a world where they, where they have five times as many children with Down syndrome and similar numbers for, others, or for other disabilities. Did you hear what that person just wrote? Openly, openly. This is not hidden. It's not like I got this by private message. This is open, right out there on, on social media. This is openly campaigning for... If we keep passing these abortion laws, we won't be able to completely eradicate all the Down syndrome people. I mean, Lord knows they deserve to die. Setting aside the fact Down syndrome people are the most pleasant loving, wonderful human be human beings on the planet. So let's set that aside. That doesn't even matter for the, for, for the purpose of this. Richard Hanania goes to bed every single night, lays his head on the pillow, closes his eyes, and believes he's the good guy. He believes he's the good guy. Here are all the people we should be wiping out. Why haven't we eradicated this? My goodness, look at all these Down syndrome people. Why were we not able to slaughter them sooner? Can we slaughter them now? No, is that, I don't, okay, never mind. But let's at least make sure we can wrap our hands around that Down syndrome baby's throat and snuff his life out in the future. We don't want these people alive, right? That person exists, and there are many of them. I singled out this guy. There are a million of these I could have read to you. That person believes he's the good guy. Wrap your mind around that. Wrap your mind around that. Here is a list of all the people we don't want in society. I think we should kill them all. People talk like this. People think like this, and they still, as I just said, they still, when they lay down at night, they still think they're the, they're the good guys. That, that is what we're up against. All right? You want a preview of what's coming here? I'm going to give you one in just a second. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Can we please stop with the smashing pumpkins, Chris? No one enjoys that. Nobody enjoys that. <laughs> Gosh. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. But look, before I get to some emails and some other stories for today, you want to know what's coming here if you give up your guns? If you give up your guns, do you want to know what's really coming how they'd really treat you. You don't have to wonder. Look at Australia. A radical plan to crack down on social media abuse is being considered by the federal government. For more, Nine's Oliver Haig joins us live in Adelaide. Ollie, how will it work? Lila, good morning. Essentially, it will work the same as a passport. Australians forced to submit 100 points of identification, like their driver's licence or passport, when using social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. Now, police would have access to those social media accounts, and it's all part of a crackdown on online abuse. Now, users could be liable for defamation suits or even criminal prosecution, and it's all part of a plan hoping to deter people from engaging in bad behaviour. 
Now, the recommendations were handed down by a federal parliamentary inquiry. They're reforms that are being considered by the Morrison government, with the chairman saying there is merit to remove, to remove uh, the veil of being anonymous. Layla? Did you just hear that? Do you realize they are setting up camps in Australia and forcing COVID positive people to go there? Have you seen the videos online of cops beating the daylights out of women, slamming fathers to the ground and grabbing their daughters out of their hands for COVID violations? Do you know what's stopping America from doing that to you? The fact that we're armed. There is nothing else stopping these people. In case you're sitting there saying to yourself, oh, our, our, our guys would never do that to us. We have patriots here. They would never do that here. I would argue you are criminally and intentionally naive to all of human history. It can absolutely happen here. All they need is the guns. Which is funny because I'm looking at a headline here. Biden aims to sign on to UN's Global Gun Registration Treaty. The Biden administration this week, this is from, from the Washington Examiner, by the way. The Biden administration this week signaled that it is eyeing a United Nations small arms treaty that critics claim will lead to an international gun registration plan, including for individual American gun owners. Yes, that's right. Quote, the United States has long supported strong and effective national controls on the international transfer of conventional arms and the arms trade treaty is an important tool promoting these controls internationally, he said, according to a transcript provided by secrets by the lobbying arm of the National Rifle Association. Now, do I believe Joe Biden is going to sign a treaty with the UN and five seconds later, you're going to have some United Nations stooge knocking on your door, demanding your guns. No, I'm not trying to fear monger here. I'm, I'm not. I don't even know how much teeth this kind of thing will actually have, especially because so many of the red states will block anything that comes that way. Remember, red states right now, I don't know where you live, red states right now, they're expanding gun rights across America, expanding them. So I'm not, I'm not trying to fearmonger you. That's not what I'm trying to say. Set that aside for just a moment. What I'm saying to you is this. Everyone knows why they want our guns. And isn't it so incredibly creepy how open they are about wanting our guns when everyone knows why? Everyone really knows why. Do Democrats really believe that AR-15 you own is going to grow legs and walk out the front door and gun down a, a bus full of school children? Of course not. They don't believe that at all. Nor do they actually care about the school children. Remember, back to the Chuck Schumer thing. The communist only cares about communism. They, they don't care about any of that. None of that matters to them. 
Democrats want your guns because Democrats want the freedom to hurt you if you don't comply. And it's not at all any more complicated than that. It drives them insane that they can't just make you do something. I want you to do something. No, I'm a free American. No, I really want you to do something. Okay, I, I, the answer is still no. I'm, I'm not not doing that. I'm free over here. What? I'll. I wish I could make you. It, it's the next step in them. It's why all these people, Stalin, Ma, all these people, they all confiscated private firearms first. They knew exactly. Look, the Taliban are doing it. The Taliban right now in in, in Afghanistan. They're confiscating personal firearms. We'll protect you now. No, no more need for you to have personal arms. It's always the same reason. They want a monopoly on force. Not because they want to hurt you, although some, in some cases they absolutely do want to hurt you. It's not because they want to hurt you. They just want the ability, the freedom to hurt you if you don't do what you're told. That's the crazy thing about communists. They're so devout for their religion, and they love it so much, and they're committed to it all the way. And yet they have always, deep down, always understood, you know, we're going to have to make people do this, right? I mean, people aren't just, just going to do this willingly. We, we're going to have to break some eggs for this omelet. Well, I, that's so weird. If it was so wonderful, why don't, why don't people just do it willingly? But they know. Deep down, they know they're never going to achieve their final communist utopia as long as you still have the freedom to resist and the ability to visit back some force on them. That's the reality of it. <clears throat> That's the reality of it. What's happening in Australia? Like five seconds ago, Australia was relatively normal i mean certainly pre-covid they were relatively normal more of a european socialist style country but fairly benign we have australian police officers body slamming mothers and fathers they're going door to door pummeling people in australia if you think that cannot happen here I would say you are insanely naive to the realities of life. All right. If you miss, remember, if you miss any part of the Jesse Kelly show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five star rating, leave a review talking about how handsome I am. It is super, super. Super important. Let's get to a couple emails here really briefly. Bear coat solution. In case you wondered, in case you're wondering what this guy's talking about when it comes to bear coat. One, it was a bear cloak. I don't want a bear coat. I want a bear cloak like a Viking. I, although I don't actually know if the Vikings had it. That's not important. But yesterday I was expressing to everybody, I really want a bear cloak. I want one, and I don't just want one for decoration. I don't want one for costume parties. I want to walk around wearing a bear cloak. However, I have a couple huge obstacles in front of me when it comes to the bear cloak. You see, you know what? I'll explain in just a second. 
But first, husband and wife driving home from dinner one night. It's happened to you a million times. Stopped at a red light. It's happened to you a million times. Sitting there talking about life. Angry mob comes and surrounds their vehicle. They get the door open. They get their hands on the husband. They begin dragging him from the car. How terrified are they at this exact moment? He had a Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon, though, and he's still alive to this day. He gets his hands on it, manages to shoot his attacker twice in the chest. It unleashes this brutally powerful pepper irritant. It's just debilitating. They back off, husband in the car, driving away, husband and wife, to this day, sleep soundly in their beds because of Hero Defense. Go to Hero2020.com, use the code KELLY for a special discount. Hero2020, code KELLY. State law restrictions may apply. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. We'll get back to the tough issues here in just a moment. Yes, I, I, there are there are a couple we'll hit today. Although there's no huge story, and I love days like today. I'm supposed to hate them in my, in my business. I'm supposed to hate these slower news days. I love them because I get to screw off even more. <laughs> All right, the email. I'll get to it in a moment. For those who missed it, I want a bear cloak. I want to walk around with it virtually all the time, at least when it's not too hot, which I realized living in Houston, I probably haven't thought this through, but setting that aside, I want to walk around with a bear cloak like a Viking. I want the head on it too with that rests on top of my hair, um, on top of my head. I want a full bear cloak. There are, however, some obstacles. One. Chris looked it up yesterday because, of course, Chris would look up the price right away. I know we're all going to find that very shocking. $15,000 to go hunt for a bear. Okay, so that's, that's, that's not ideal, obviously. I don't think I'm going to take out a second mortgage to go hunt for my bear cloak, so that sucks. So that, that, that's, that's obstacle number one. Two, while I have no problem with hunting, I should enjoy hunting, or at least I did when I was younger. I don't do it much anymore, although I'm go- taking my boys dove hunting very soon. I don't want to kill a bear. I have nothing, nothing morally against killing a bear. I just have never been into predator hunting because I admire predators so much. Does that make me a bad person? Like, like lions. And I, I don't judge you if you go lion hunting. I wouldn't want to hunt a lion. I think lions are awesome. Do I have a problem killing some big rat like an antelope or a deer? No. Lions and and bears are so cool. I don't really want to kill one. So that brings me to problem number three. How do I get my bear cloak if I'm not willing to kill it? Because you have to kill your own bear. You can't walk around with A, a fake bear cloak, And you certainly can't walk around with a bear cloak that another dude killed. Oh my goodness. Why don't you just, why don't you just let him have your girlfriend for the week or something? That's, you can't do that. That's not what men do. So I got an email. 
titled Handsome Jesse of the Kelly Shogunate. So obviously that is an awesome... What, Chris? That's how you title emails. He knows who his Shogun is. I have a solution for your grizzly coat conundrum, but it involves the risk of death. My proposed solution is this. Go salmon fishing in Alaska in the spring, gutting the fish on the shore as you catch them. The smell of salmon blood and innards will no doubt bring a hungry grizzly fresh out of hibernation. However, you have to stand your ground over the fish and force the grizzly to charge you. At that point, you have no choice but to shoot the bear to save yourself. You got home with the grizzly coat while spending a fraction of that $15,000 a bear tag would cost. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I love this solution. I love this solution. However, the thought of a charging grizzly bear. Do you know much about Lewis and Clark? We haven't done we haven't done much history in a little while. Just bear with me on that. You know about Lewis and Clark? A lot of people know the name. They vaguely understand it. Let's talk a little history here briefly on the Jesse Kelly Show for a minute. Thomas Jefferson makes the Louisiana Purchase, which is basically the, the Western United States of America, minus some of that stuff Mexico still had, which we would beat them up and take that later on. But it's basically the Western part of the United States of America. He got it for, if I remember right, I'm doing this off the top of my head, like two cents an acre or something like that. The problem was the West, it was so unknown. It was so vast and so unknown. And I don't want to act like there was nobody out there. Obviously, there were a bunch of different Indian tribes out there. And there had been trappers out there. So you, you were getting some word. But for the most part, it was this vast, unknown wilderness. And we didn't really know what we got. Remember, you, you and me, we live in this era where we're spoiled. Uh, at any moment, I could bring up an address to you or, or someplace in Russia to you. You could look it up on the internet and right now on your computer, on your phone, you could look up satellite imagery of it. You'd have 10 million resources for the animals in that area and the average weather forecast. And what's the rainfall? I mean, you, you would know uh, natural resources. You could know everything about it. That's because we live in the spoiled era. People didn't live that way back then. Okay, you just bought this huge chunk of land. Uh, what's in it? What do we have? Who's in it? They knew there were a bunch of Indian tribes. They knew the, who's in it. Who's friendly? Who's not friendly? What are we going to do? So he gets Lewis and Clark and a bunch of other dudes, but Lewis and Clark are the ones who lead it. Thomas Jefferson gets Lewis and Clark, <clears throat> tells him, go explore it. Bunch of money, bunch of dudes there, and they took off out west. To go explore the West. I need it. You know what? I need to do another history podcast on his on Lewis and Clark. I did one a long time ago, but he takes they, they take off to go explore the West. And there was all kinds of I mean, it's such a great adventure story of, of them interacting with the various Indian tribes. And there were so many friendly Indian tribes that helped them out and also gave some of the guys some diseases. We're not going to go into that right now. It's a family show. And then there were hostile Indian tribes like the Sioux were really, they were just used to dominating everybody. And they were the, they had these white dudes show up and like, uh, okay, well, we'll dominate you too. Just a more warlike tribe. The Sioux were some of the coolest people ever. But setting that aside, the, the, some of the most fascinating stuff, if you ever read any Lewis and Clark stuff, is them describing their first encounters with bears. With, with grizzly bears. Obviously, they knew about black bears and whatnot, but grizzly bears are an entirely different animal. And they would talk about how they had to shoot them 
seven, eight times, and they, the, the daggone things just simply would not die. They don't die. Uh, people die every year. I just saw another story recently. I believe it was Montana, but I'm, I'm not looking this up, so don't quote me on that. Just saw another story recently. It was Montana. Someone else just got killed by a grizzly. It happens every year. Most of the time, it's a mother grizzly and her cubs. You never, ever, 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 ever want to be in the vicinity of a grizzly mother and her cubs. And you certainly don't want to be between the grizzly mother and her cubs. But people die there every single year because of these things. The problem with bears is this. Even to this day, they're hard to kill. I mean, you, you can't pull out a 9mm and take one down. Don't even bother. You might as well save the last one for yourself because it's not going to happen. All right, we're going to get back on topic here in just, in just a moment. That's not a bad solution for the bear cloak. But first, pro-life versus death. What's all this talk about? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we're, we're going to touch on Afghanistan here in just a second. Just a second, but I saw this. I wanted to bring it up. You know Texas passed this abortion law. Everyone on the left freaking out about it. And as I've said, as I've said a million times, I, I disagree with so many things the left does. I, virtually every part of their platform disgusts me. I don't, I don't make any bones about it. I'm, I'm a bloodthirsty right winger. I'm, I'm not a moderate. I, I'm not. But there are two things, two stances they take that genuinely creep me out. And they should creep you out. You know, the fact that Democrats want to uh, tax the rich doesn't creep me out. I mean, they're wrong. That's stupid. It's insane. It doesn't creep me out. Not at all. The fact they want borders overrun with illegal immigrants. Well, they obviously want to bring down the United States of America, and it's wrong, and it's terrible, and it's evil, and all those, all those things are true, but it doesn't creep me out. It doesn't give me the, the skivvies. Two things. Give me the skivvies. One, their stance on guns. They are so adamant they want you disarmed. And it's so obvious why it's really, really creepy. That's one. And two, their love of abortion. They, they worship it. They love it. It's insane to me how much they love it. And again, I brought this up last night. I don't expect everybody, I don't expect anybody to be as pro-life as I am. I am rabidly pro-life. I don't apologize for it. It's who I am. It's what I believe. I believe it all the way. But I brought it up before. Even Chris isn't that pro-life. He's kind of, he's one of those wishy-washy, well, a trimester, that kind of thing. And I'm not telling you to, to be the way I am. But to love it? The, the people who genuinely don't care about abortion or they're wishy-washy or they're uncomfortable or stuff, I, I get all that. I get all those positions. I don't agree with them, but I get all of them. Who's the person who loves it? What kind of person celebrates it and loves it? They do. They openly do. Oh, this is the best. Just carve that one up like a Thanksgiving turkey. It's been a good day. 
They love it. It's crazy to me. How much do they love it? Well, Pelosi announced the House will vote on the Women's Health Protection Act, which would enshrine a right to abortion through all nine months of pregnancy for reasons of mental and emotional health. Again, I would never, I, I don't demand people view the world the way I view the world. I think that's shallow and it shows that you don't, you're not confident in your beliefs when you think that way. I'm obviously life at conception guy, all, the, all those things. I, however you feel about it, it's fine. Up to nine months? Up to nine months? That's a fully formed very much alive baby by any by any measure by any measure what kind of monsters are these people what what kind of monsters are these people do you see what i mean about the anti-human religion i talk to you about all the time how it's an anti-human religion it is it's some kind of sickness. It's some kind of mental health sickness. I can't put I can't put my finger on. I got this email, by the way. You were so right about having the best show. <laughs> Apparently I was bragging about myself. Not that I would ever do that, Chris. The way you just pull relevant information and examples from thin air without missing a beat is awesome. Chris may have a lot to do with that. Chris doesn't have anything to do with anything positive on the show. Everything negative, that's Chris. Everything you love, that's me. Either way, the email goes on. Either way, you are the final product. Do a great job. Uh, I also share a pro-life stance, but I have looked at the death rate under 2% compared to the birth rate over 4%. What do you feel about this issue? Do you feel the communists have a larger world plan of getting those rates closer to each other? Thank you. No, it's not that I feel like they have a larger world plan. Because remember, all these people are truly evil. They're awful. Anything negative you want to say about them is, is true. There aren't many, if any, evil masterminds, though. Really, really sharp people. They're not in government. They're really, our government's full of idiots and losers. Remember, that's half the reason you would go into government. Being in government, being a congressman or senator, what does it really do for you? Because the job itself sucks. You have these boring committee hearings, all this travel back and forth. I mean, the pay is obviously nice. What is it, 165, 170 grand a year? But it's not millions. I mean, it's obviously very not, not, not putting down 160 grand a year, trust me, but it's not millions. And So why do it? You get yelled at all the time. Why do it? Being a congressman or senator or president gives you access to all the things rich people have without having to have any of the skills which rich people needed to acquire those things. Oh, nice. Steak dinners every night. No, I can't afford it, but I'm a senator. I'll still get it if I want it. Private air travel. 
No, I could never afford that. I'm a worthless loser. Well, I take that back. I can't afford private air travel, but you know what I mean? No, I could never get to a point where I could afford private air travel. So I'll just become a senator. Fly travel, fly private all the time. For the dudes, pretty girls. You think Chuck Schumer has ever even talked to a pretty girl in his lifetime, one that wasn't interested in his political power at all? Of course not. Have you seen that gremlin? Of course not. That's why these people become it. So anyway, let's set aside the evil genius thing. But back to what he was talking about. Is there some master plan with the birth rates and death rates? No. You know what? Let's do just one more little bit of history here. <clears throat> right away when Mao took over, when the communists took over China, they were obviously trying to implement communism, which is horrid, but they're trying to implement it. And they started these gigantic collective farms there. They would force people. You just take huge groups of people and say, all right, you're all moving. You don't have any possessions anymore. I know it's truly horrid. It's a horrible religion. You're all going to come live on this gigantic farm because we need you. You who now have no, no real rights of your own. We need you to exist as a servant of the state. Meaning I don't care about your property rights, your feelings, what you want, your freedom. None of that matters. You, you're a grain machine now. You're a crop machine now. That's all you are. And he herded all, millions and millions of Chinese people onto these collective farms. Well, surprise, surprise, it was a disaster. The farms weren't meeting their quotas. The quotas were always high. It's communist, so... There's no profit motive anyway, anyway, which means you're not going to get maximum potential out of anybody. It was a disaster. I don't have to explain to you. It was a disaster. People started dying, though. They started dying in droves. Because the food was scarce. The conditions were terrible. The medical care was awful. And so, therefore, you're working these people to death because they had these huge quotas but you're not feeding them, you're not caring for them medically, and people start to fall over dead. Well, all this information was brought to Mao and others, and they didn't care. They didn't care at all. Now, and this, this went actually beyond more run-of-the-mill communists don't care about human life. In fact, they were happy about it. Why were they happy about it? Well, who was dying? Old people, pregnant women, little children. Now you, because you're a good human being, certainly a lot better than I am, because you're a good human being, you love old people and women and children. What are old people, women and children to the communists? I'll tell you in just a second. But first, sale of the year. Right now, my pillow has the sale of the year on the best sheets. Oh my gosh, you have to try these things. The best sheets money can buy, Giza Dream Sheets. 50% off right now. Half off with the promo code JESSE at MyPillow.com. And allow me to just encourage you, if you can, get two sets. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get one set. You're going to get it half off. You'll be thrilled about it. 
you'll have them on your bed and then at some point laundry's going to need to get done you're going to have to take them off your bed and replace them with your old sheets and you're going to hate the old sheets <laughs> get two pairs go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener specials use the promo code jesse get your giza dream sheets half off i would highly recommend two sets or if you don't if you don't have the internet right now call 800-845-0544 again make sure you use the promo code jesse mypillow.com promo code jesse enjoy your giza dream sheets missed out Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. And another reminder, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Try to remember to put Ask Dr. Jesse or Dr. Jesse in the subject line for you new listeners, and I'm aware there are many on Fridays. The week's been heavy enough, right? It's been heavy enough. We do your questions all day. What questions? Anything. And I mean anything. If you have political questions, fine, send them in. They don't have to be, though. Anything you want. of History, we love talking history. Men, women, food travel the weird time travel thing i don't care what your what your question is email it in we will get to it on ask dr jesse fridays so jesse at jessekellyshow.com is the email address jesse at jessekellyshow.com and a reminder to everybody all your emails go right to chris he prints everyone off for me i read every single one i'm never going to respond to you i get way too many and i'm a rude person but I do read all of them. Back to what I was talking about. We were talking about, we, we were getting to abortion. The conversation came from abortion. <clears throat> why why uh, America's communists are so obsessed with them. So I did a little brief rewind on Mao and how he started these collective farms and then people started going hungry Then people started falling over dead. But the people who were falling over dead were the old people, were the pregnant women, were little children, things like that. And the communists were thrilled about it. Why? Because you're a good human being. You care about old people, I would hope. You care about women. Women should be, should be protected, right? And children should be protected. These are, these are our precious treasures, right? The communist doesn't look at the world like that. Remember, it's not just a religion of destruction and domination. It's an anti-human religion. You are only useful as long as you're useful. What does that mean? It means as soon as you stop contributing to the communist system, as soon as you stop trying to advance communism the way they're trying to advance communism, you are now in the way. You're useless. They want you dead. You, you, you walk up to a communist like Mao and tell him, oh, sir, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know how to say this, sir, but we lost uh, 100 people at this collective farm yesterday. Uh, 75 of them were old, and 25 of them were pregnant women. Mao would say to you, oh, good, nice. That's fewer mouths to feed. They, they weren't contributing as much. That's awesome. Make sure we get as many killed tomorrow. That's real. That's how they think. 
And that's why it's part of the reason why they love abortion so much. They love it. And I don't understand how you, again, I don't care where you stand on abortion. I don't. I don't expect everyone to be rabidly pro-life like I am. How could you love it? How could you celebrate it? And I, I know people in my life who have had them. And there's never, there's never any judgment from me. You haven't done anything in your life that will ever equal as bad as the stuff I've done in my life. You're never going to get any judgment here. You know, I, I get it. I, I get it. Especially all the misinformation out there. Get some young, scared girl. Doesn't think she has options. I mean, you have options, ladies. Let me clarify. You do have options now. Don't let them fool you, but some young, naive, scare girl doesn't think she have options, goes and does something terrible, and almost always they end up regretting it for the rest of their lives. I, I get it. There's never going to be judgment here. What right do I have to judge anybody? I'm a horrible human being. But the people who love it, the people who celebrate it, what's wrong with you? Like, well, what is wrong with you? How... How could you have that stance on something like that and think to yourself, I'm doing okay morally? Nancy Pelosi, I just brought it up. She has a bill allowing for abortions all nine months. We have all the science. We, we, have, we have ultrasounds. It's not as if you have to approach this from a religious point of view. We have ultrasounds. You can look. That's a baby. Beating heart, hands, and eyes. It's, that's a baby. I'll never forget, I should note, the first time I ever saw an ultrasound for one of my sons, it was obviously my oldest son, James. We go in, first time I ever laid eyes on him, the, uh, the, the baby doctor woman, she pulls up the ultrasound, she gets the results as we do, and she starts laughing, and we said, what's wrong? My son had his hands on himself. And I mean, on himself. Yeah. I'm so proud that day. <laughs> you know, speaking of dudes, Chris, do you have that video? Allow me to set this video up. It's only about 15 seconds. I don't know why it's so fun being a dude and why, I, why we get such pleasure in it. But I will tell you, and I think ladies understand this by now, making women roll their eyes at us about how stupid we can be, that's as much fun as anything else we do. There's a dude that you can't see this video. Maybe we'll post it up on the show Twitter. You can't see this video, but all you see in the video is he's sitting in his truck and he's looking down at his window controls, the controls that put the windows up and down. And Chris, go ahead and play it. This is what he sounds like. My window actuators are going out, so it sounds like I'm having a hell of a firefight in here. Changing mags! Out! <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> and the best i knew i had to play it for you on the air the second i played it for the wife and she looks and rolls her eyes and says why are guys so stupid <laughs> all right all right back to a couple emails don't like don't let me lose focus here dude i'm so glad you're sick not because I hate you, <laughs> not because I hate you, quite the contrary. I thought you finally crossed the proverbial line with your bosses 
after the epic rants on your radio show Thursday and Friday, Tucker Carlson's show, then on I'm Right. In case you don't know what I'm Right is, that's my TV show. Every single night on The First, the TV channel is called The First. Every single night I do a TV show, a one-hour TV show called I'm Right. As a fellow Marine veteran, you were speaking my thoughts to a much broader audience. I guess you truly are the Teflon Don of the radio waves. Semper Fi, brother. He says I can use his name. His name is Steven. I don't... I will be honest with you. I've had moments before when I've really sat back and I've wondered to myself, why don't I get in trouble with my bosses? <clears throat> and I know the reason. You want to know what it is? I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Thursday. I'll get, I'll get back to why I haven't been fired yet. The email was about, I don't know how you haven't get fired. I'm, I'm shocked you haven't gotten fired. I actually get this email a lot. I'm going to address that in just a second. But Jen Psaki just spoke a little bit earlier. And obviously, the Biden administration, they're pushing abortion really hard, trying to respond to this Texas abortion ban. Well, Biden's constantly out there saying, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Catholic. Jen Psaki was pressed on it today. Here's how this went. Why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? No. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we got to move on. I think we have to move on. Ooh. You see, Chris? What have I been warning you about? How many times, Chris, I know I'm your mentor, I'm your Shogun and Oracle and all these other things. How many times have I warned you about redheads, man? This is, see, God knew what he was doing. God always finds a balance. He is the almighty, after all. He always finds a balance. He knew when he put these ginger chicks on earth, he knew they were going to be obviously wildly appealing to men. He made them super hot. He knew what he did, but he also threw in a little landmine in there. Otherwise, I mean, who knows? Everybody'd be after their own ginger. He threw a little landmine in there. They can get a little spicy. They can get a little hot tempered. <laughs> you know what? That actually is a great lead in back to the email we were just talking about, about why I never get in trouble. Because I probably get this email. I, I seriously think I get 25 of these a week of Jesse, some version of Jesse, love the show. I was worried you were going to get in trouble. Jesse, I'm glad you didn't get in trouble. And I said this yesterday. I really, I, I mean this on my, cross my heart and hope to die. I do obviously a radio show of, of some size for premier networks nationwide coast to coast I mean, you know it new york la and everywhere in between it's it's coast to coast and i have a tv show for the first the network's called the first the first tv my show's on every every single night 9 p.m eastern time so that's four hours of media a day and you you hear the things i say on the show i would mean, like the jokes we just made and also when i get serious about stuff we talk race religion women i mean you name it I don't exactly hold back. Have you, have you noticed me holding back at all? Chris, do I hold back very much on the show? 
Yeah, look, the same things Chris and I talk about in the break, I come on and I talk to you about. I don't hold back. Why don't I ever get in trouble for it? Well, one, I think there's a vacuum filled there. I think that there is, at this point in time, I'll be, I'll be, I'll hit you right between the eyes. As you know, I'm pretty new to radio. I've only been doing this for three years. The show went supernova on us. We're still a little taken aback at how popular it got and how fast it got so popular. Because that does not happen. It has never happened in the history of radio. Something take off this fast, that go this this high, this fast. And I do not think if I was doing radio, if I started in radio, if I was 40 years old back in even the year 2000, and I was sat in, sat down in front of a microphone, and said the same things back then that I say now, I do not know that the show would be a fraction as popular as it is now. Why? I think people are so sick of all the tentativeness out there. They're so sick of people being afraid to make jokes, even slightly inappropriate jokes. They're sick of people being afraid to speak basic truths because we live in such a shame society now. If you voice an opinion that the masses don't agree with, well, they'll be all over your Twitter account for the next 48 hours telling you to kill yourself. So I think the way we do radio on this show, I think it fills a vacuum for enough people that management realizes, both for TV and radio, to their credit, they're just wonderful. They realize if we muzzle them, that ruins the show. I mean, what, would the show be the same if I couldn't make fun of redheads and Italians? Would it, would it be the same show? Of course not. Of course it'd be different. And to your credit, you would know it. You'd pick up on it. If I started holding back, being more reserved, you would know immediately. In fact, you'd change the channel and probably call me out on it on the way out the door. Now, let's set that stuff aside here. Uh, Chris, I want you to play this Jen Psaki bit again. And look, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to make fun of redheads again. We're not going to make fun of redheads again. But I want you to play this Jen Psaki bit again because it is, I'll tell you, it is interesting trying to merge those two worlds. Go ahead, Chris. Why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion is morally wrong? Well, he believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we got to move on. I think we have to move on. You've had plenty of time. Look. Jen Psaki, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, all these people, all of them. They love abortion. They understand all the way. They do understand how absolutely horridly gross it is to the masses. So they've done a couple things. They've done a couple things. And to the communist's credit, credit where it's due, they've been very effective at this. They have changed all the language. Language matters a lot. 
you and I, you and I probably discount it too much. Oh, that's just a word. Every monstrous regime in history has understood how important words and propaganda were. Every single regime in history. Democrats, they full well understand. Well, um, tearing a baby apart in its mother's womb with forceps probably doesn't resonate very well with the masses. Let's call it women's reproductive health. And when pressed on it, as you just heard Saki just do, let's say it's about women. That always works on them, right? Well, you, you wouldn't know that. You're a man. This is about women and a woman's right to choose. It's about women. It's women, 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 women. That's what you get with them. They knew the language had to be changed. They absolutely knew the language had to be changed. So now it's women's reproductive health. It's not pro, it's not pro-abortion. It's pro-choice. Because nobody's nobody wants to be known as pro-abortion, right? So it's choice. Everyone loves choices. It's pro-women. It's pro-choice. It's pro-all this. That's how they do things. <sighs> Chris, we're gonna change the subject here for a minute. Go ahead and play cut one. Taliban parading what it says is some of the billions of dollars worth of American weapons and equipment they now have in their arsenal. As the Biden administration weathers fierce criticism for the Americans left behind when U.S. forces withdrew. Among them, a three-year-old California boy, an American citizen trapped with his family in Kabul. And Afghans who helped America's military effort are stuck too. Like the Afghan interpreter who helped rescue then-Senator Biden when he was trapped in Taliban territory on a trip there years ago, now telling the Wall Street Journal, Mr. President, save me and my family. Mm -mm. We left behind... A three-year-old boy. A three-year-old boy. I'm not done on this. Hang on a sec. But I love a good disruptor. I love when a company comes in and just changes everything. Completely shakes up the status quo. And that's pure talk. You see, I know what you pay for your phone. I know. It's unbearable. If you've got AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, I know the numbers because I've had all of them. We've had them as a family. The cost is backbreaking. You know, Pure Talk saves the average family over $800 a year without any sacrifice of coverage. They actually use the same network as the big guys. And if you're worried, oh, Jesse, I want to keep my phone. I want to keep my number. That's fine. You can do that too. Or you can get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. It is the best. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the second hour. Look, we left a three-year-old boy behind. We still have American citizens in Afghanistan. And already, already, have you seen what's happened? Already, the news media is moving on. Like they didn't even exist. Like they don't matter at all. The news media has just packed it up and said, oh, look, hey, what? 
We gave him a couple days of bad press. Surely that's enough, right? I bet he's learned his lesson. And that's how they do it. That's how they do it. What did, what did Rush call them all these years? The drive-by media? That's exactly what they are. It, you know what? We're moving on. So yesterday, I gave you the story about the only time I've ever been fired, and it was by my own father. Apparently, this resonated. If you missed the story, the, uh, every show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can go get the story. It's, it's just go get yesterday's show. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> I got this email. When I was a teenager, my dad let me work for his construction company. We were doing a roofing job, and my task was to throw the old shingles into the dumpster. I was tossing them individually like frisbees off the roof into the dumpster. I should note, I've actually had to do some roofing before. It is a lot of fun whipping the shingles off like frisbees. I think everybody has done that. Also should be noted, roofing is brutal work, especially when you live somewhere where it's hot. It is, it just, it just bakes you. All right, anyway, moving on. I was tossing them individually like frisbees off the roof. Uh, to the dumpster, he told me to stack them like pizza boxes and toss them in one big pile. We're both extremely stubborn people. I told him my way was working fine and not to worry about it. He told me to do it his way or get off the roof. It escalated from there into some loud F-bombs between us for the entire neighborhood to hear. He told me I was fired. <laughs> I told him I told him I didn't want to work for a half-drunk lunatic anyways. <laughs> we didn't speak for days. Later that week, as he's leaving for work, he yells at me and says, Why don't you go get a beeping job? I told him that I had a job until my jerk boss fired me. <laughs> Looking back, that was still better than the job I found afterwards, which, was involved, which involved cleaning women's bathrooms at Kmart. Kmart ladies can be absolutely foul. I'm going to press back on you on that. One, how great was Kmart? The, the Walmart came in and kind of stormed over him. But two, did you just say what's Kmart, Chris? Are you serious? All right, all right let me just explain it this way. Kmart was the competitor to Walmart. Now, I've, I don't know the business reasons behind it. Walmart obviously won that battle. And I don't even know if there are any Kmarts left in the country. But Kmart was the competitor to Walmart. Anyway, back to his story, Chris. Gosh, your naivete just drags everything down. All right, anyway. It's not that the women of Kmart are bad when it comes to cleaning the women's bathrooms. Women in general are horrible with public restrooms. And it's not that I've ever been in a public restroom. There was one time, it's a long story, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but I've only ever been in one woman's public restroom. However, I do get the reports back from other ladies, and it sounds absolutely awful in there, like a war zone. And I'll be frank with you. I like to try to understand people as best I can. As you can probably tell, I, I'm, I'm a fan of hu human nature. I, I like to figure out exactly what I'm doing with why people do what they do. I can't explain why women's public restrooms are so disgusting. For dudes, it's easy to understand, right? For dudes, it's easy to understand, especially because of the way, you know, I don't need to go into all the details. It's a family show, but you can understand how there'd probably be some splatter and splashing and some, some not, very, not very pleasant things to think about in the dude's restroom. Ladies, all you do in there is powder your nose and gossip. 
How are you messing the whole thing up? Chris, is this weird? Am I wrong in this? Do you have some clue? You've never been in a ladies' restroom? Well, let me tell you what, pal. You haven't lived. <laughs> I'm kidding. Quit. Don't, fellas, I, that was a joke. Don't go in the women's restrooms. All right, moving on. Dear Oracle and Food Wizard, though, my, you know what? We're going to save this one for just a few because this is going to be perfect for Chris. Chris, I want you to go back for me and I want you to play that Chuck Schumer audio again. <clears throat> Remember, keep in mind, we just had Hurricane Ida blow through, and it didn't just blow through Louisiana. Obviously, Louisiana got it both barrels. You know all hurricanes start in Western Africa? That's another story entirely. It, Louisiana got it both barrels, got blasted with it. But this thing kept on moving and became you know, a storm, depression, all these things. It gets up to the Northeast, and it starts dumping water on the Northeast. The Northeast is not equipped for that volume of water in that short of a period of time. So we got 22 people dead. By my last count, 12 in New York City alone. And I brought it up at the beginning of the show. I'm going to bring it up again here. How far down your list of worst ways to die is waking up in the middle of the night with water filling up your room surrounding your bed? And you, you're unable to get out of your basement apartment and up the stairs before you drown in your living room that's full of water. How far down the list is that? That just happened. Not just to Americans, to New Yorkers. Chuck Schumer is a senator from New York. So in the wake of this terrible tragedy, did Chuck Schumer sit up there and say, look, we're not going to politicize this. This is a time where we come together for the families and, and hug each other and just we're, we're just going to get through this. This is a time of mourning. We'll address everything in another time. No, this is what the communists thought. Global warming is upon us. When you get two record rainfalls in a week, it's not just coincidence. When you get all the changes that we have seen in weather, that's not a coincidence. Global warming is upon us, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse unless we do something about it. And that's why it's so imperative to pass the two bills, the infrastructure bill and the budget reconciliation bill. The second deals with climate change and will reduce the amount of carbon we've put in the atmosphere by 50 percent. By night 2030. That's, a, that's enough, the Chris. That's enough. Build- that's enough. Why? Why are they like this? What? Why? Why? Why is that so inappropriate? I'll explain in just a second. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show final hour final hour before we get to tomorrow which is the most glorious hour well three hours of anybody's week Chris and ask Dr. Jesse Friday is tomorrow get your questions in Jesse at Jesse Kelly show.com Jesse at Jesse Kelly show.com on Fridays, it's all your emails. Try to remember to put Dr. Jesse or Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line because we are getting a 
elevated number of emails is that fair an elevated number of emails and it's taking chris and new guy michael a little longer than it used to to sort through all the all the show feedback so keep them coming i read every single one of them bring them on in now chuck schumer we just we brought this up i'm I'm gonna move on i have something else i'm gonna talk about here i want to address a couple things but chuck schumer stands up starts talking about global I'm not going to play his stupid voice again stands up starts talking about global warming in the wake of 12 New Yorkers dying in their basement apartments drowning in the dark at night he immediately pounces on it why because the communist only cares about communism there is there is nothing else to the communists nothing there is I'm going, to try to, I'm going to try to drive this point home to you because it's true. There's no amount of loss, none, zero, that will cause the communist to take a step back and reassess his religion. You can say, oh, Jesse, that's nuts. Uh, uh, that, that's crazy. Mao never took a step back. Stalin never took a step back. Lenin never took a step back. Pol Pot didn't take a step back. That scumbag in Venezuela didn't take a step back. It has never happened. The communist has never looked, surveyed at all the death and destruction and said to himself, oh man, you know, maybe this, maybe this whole communism thing isn't working. Maybe it's just not right. Maybe it's, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe I need to reassess everything. It's never happened. It has never happened. The solution is always to them more communism, more communism. And don't think America's communists are different. Don't think that there is a certain body count number in New York City they could have gotten to that would have caused Chuck Schumer to set aside his religion and just mourn and be sad. Don't think that there is. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it was 12 New Yorkers. If it was 12,000 New Yorkers, Chuck Schumer would have stood up and gave that exact same speech. You know what? That's not even enough. If it was every New Yorker, biggest city in the country, probably the most important city in the United States of America, if every single New Yorker died because Ida flooded the place, every single one, they're all dead. They're all floating down the streets. It's a scene out of a horror movie. Chuck Schumer gets up and gives the exact same speech. Well, I mean, climate change is here. This is why we need to pass my infrastructure bill. They don't have a sense of decorum. It doesn't exist. It's the, it's, it's the same reason. It's the same reason on a smaller level why your Democrat relative brings up politics when no one else is talking about it at Thanksgiving and Christmas time. It's the same reason your Democrat neighbor, when you have a big neighborhood party, brings up politics all the time. I've told you this before. It's happened in my neighborhood a million times. We have a, a very, very close neighborhood, and I mean very close. We're always at each other's houses, always having a beer on this back porch. We're playing horseshoes here. We're playing cornhole here. There's a big July 4th celebration. Halloween is a huge time. It's just a year after year. It's, it's, there's always a big crawfish boil. There's always something to do. So it's a very close neighborhood. And because it's, the, it's rural Texas, 
it's very Republican. But there are obviously some Democrats that live in there. You know, Democrats never want to live under their own policies. So it's, yeah, I'm going to vote Democrat my whole life, but up, it's out to the red suburbs we go. It's a lot safer and nicer out there. Gee, it's amazing how that works. But setting that aside, there's some Democrats in there. When they walk in, everyone rolls their eyes. Why? It's not because they're Democrats, because we all know whatever we're talking about is about to change. Because now the communist is here and the communist can't ever turn it off. You're sitting there. We have a million or we used to have a million college football parties and all these things. Huge party, chicken wings, chips, dip. Ladies are talking out bad. Dudes are yelling at the TV. Couple beers. Kids are playing in the pool. Life, life is good, right? Life is good. You're discussing, oh, I can't believe they threw that ball. I can't believe the coach said this. I can't believe this player did that. Up comes the local Democrat lady. Did you see what Donald Trump said? Oh my gosh, he's such a disaster. It's such an embarrassment. I hate Donald Trump. They can't ever turn it off. They won't ever turn it off. There's nothing, nothing you could do, nothing that could happen that would cause these people to turn it off. I mean, think about this. Think about coronavirus. It took the communists about five seconds after a new virus hit our shores to figure out, wait a minute, wait a minute. This might be really, really good for us in the end. What if, hear me out here, what if we go all in with coronavirus panic? What if, what if we can use this to our advantage? What if we can use this to our advantage? That's how these people think. That's how these people think. That's how they think. They only see their religion. They only see communism. I brought this up last night. It's the reason <clears throat> It's the reason Barack Obama would would bring up politics right after a mass shooting time and time and time again. Time and time again, Barack Obama would bring up politics after a mass shooting. How inappropriate, right? Parent going through something terrible. They never turn it off. There is no sense of decorum. All right, let's get to a couple emails here. This one hit home. Team, the Democrats may have all the positions of power, but their grasp is slipping. Democrat New York governor resigns. The California governor is being recalled. The U.S. president has been asked to resign. And the U.S. vice president with a, 50, with a 35 to 54 approval rating. Dems are stuck like the Afghans in the alleys outside of the Kabul airport. Can each, so on and so forth. Okay. We need to have a talk here. The revolution is without end. What does that mean? What does that mean? The revolution is without end. Um, they're never getting to a place of contentment. It's part of the reason you never, ever, 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 ever want to be a communist. 
they never get to a place of contentment. They never get to a place of final victory. Even in the nations where they have taken over everything, they then just turn and eat each other. Remember, when Pol Pot took over Cambodia and his Khmer Rouge and all those disgusting communists took over and started murdering everybody, there were 25 members. 25 members of the Central Communist Committee when they took over. 25! All right, so you wanted a communist takeover? You got it? It's been your dream? Communism's the best, right? Oh, look at us. We're the 25 dudes. Finally reached our utopia. We have finally achieved everything we want to achieve. And communism will reign supreme. And we can just relax, right? You know what happened next? I'll tell you in just a second. But first, the smart money guys in the world. The really, really, really smart money guys in the world, like the guys who predicted the housing bubble in 2008, you know what they're doing right now? They're buying gold. I've been telling you about Oxford Gold Group for a long time. Look, they have the reputation they have for a reason. They treat their customers amazingly and they have been treating my listeners well for a long time i love these emails i get from you about jesse thank you so much jesse oxford gold was so easy to work with jesse thank i love these emails keep sending them i never get tired of them they'll put real gold in your hand not a piece of paper real gold give them a call and tell them jesse told you to call 833-995-GOLD 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group today. You need real value. Inflation, it's not going away. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, what we were just talking about why they never turn it off and why they're never content. And somebody had written in an email about, hey, Democrats are in serious trouble. We got uh, the president's underwater job approval. Everybody hates Kamala Harris. Cuomo resigned, all these things. Communists eating their own is what they do. They don't take over and then look around and say, nice, hey, let's go play golf. They simply take over and start eating each other. I brought up uh, Cambodia, and when Pol Pot and his Khmer Rouge, these scumbags took over, there were 25 members of the Central Communist Committee who ran the country when Pol Pot and his boys took over. 25, right? 25 guys? I believe the number, if I remember right, is 22 were gone by the end of the first year. Gone. Pop. Bullet in the back of the head. Or worse. Worse. A lot of worse things happened during that whole thing. Democrats eating themselves is something we can always enjoy and celebrate. Always enjoy it and celebrate it. Yeah, woohoo, they went down. But don't think that it results in a win for us. Democrats eating themselves is simply what communists have always done. Andrew Cuomo, let's talk about Andrew Cuomo for a minute. I've talked about him a bunch on the show before. Let's talk about Cuomo. Cuomo finally went down. Oh, that's awesome. Cuomo killed all those old people, harassed 10,000 women. I'm so glad Cuomo went down. Democrats took him down. It wasn't Republicans that took Cuomo down. It was Democrats who took Cuomo down. And they didn't take him down for killing thousands of old people in New York. 
And they didn't take him down for sexual harassment either, even though I know that's that's what they acted like they took him down for. Letitia James, AG, took him down because she wants to be governor. And he was in the way. It was simply communists moving another piece off the chessboard. It had nothing to do with Democrats being in trouble. And look, right now nationally, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but this is going to come off a little down, but I mean it. Nationally, think about Donald Trump's presidency for a moment. Think about how it actually went. All right, Donald Trump gets elected. It was a shock to everybody. No one saw it coming, so on and so forth. Trump gets elected, beats Hillary Clinton, gets into office. He then spends the next four years, the next four years, attempting to do a million different things that were part of his agenda, part of his ideology, part of the things he wanted. Four years trying that stuff. He was kneecapped and shackled from within his own government at every single turn. Immediately, he immediately gets a special investigation called Robert Mueller, two years investigating this, investigating that, subpoenas for these people, subpoenas for those people. Two impeachments. Two. Two impeachments. Four years of every time Donald Trump trying to take a step, the communists throwing a rake in front of him. Where am I going this? What am I talking about? Okay, Joe Biden is a half-functional loon. Let's assume he's going to be gone right after the midterms when they carry him out the back and send him down to Boca Raton to play golf if he can. All right, so Joe Biden's gone. Kamala Harris takes over. Kamala Harris has the likability of athlete's foot, so Kamala Harris is clearly not going to be beating whoever takes her on as the, in, in the Republican side. Let's, let's, let's say it's Ron DeSantis. He's the darling right now, Ron DeSantis. And I'm a big fan of Heavy D and the stuff he's doing, so I'm not criticizing him. I wasn't trying to be flippant about it. I like a lot of what I see so far. Okay, so Heavy D gets in there. Do you think the communists are less entrenched now or more entrenched now than they were when Donald Trump took office? Do you think the Biden administration and all the communists he has around him, do you think they're spending their time packing every single federal department with loyalists or not? Of course they are. I was, I'm not trying to bring you down or sound defeatist, but there we have... We have so many more problems and so many bigger issues than winning back the House at the midterms. Oh, maybe the Senate. Oh, and then the presidency in 2024. And I'm not trying to be flippant about it and act, act like those things don't matter. We do need to win those things for a chance at getting real things done that we want done. And I'll be right here with you. Have it a bourbon. Life is good. We did it. You know, celebrating if, if, if that happens. I'll be right there with you. I'm not going to be Debbie Downer about it. But understand this. Let's take back the House at the midterms. Let's let's go crazy and say we take back the Senate too. Take back the House and Senate at the, at the midterms, and then boom, take back the presidency in 2024. That's a great step, a necessary step, and a step we can celebrate. We can celebrate this, no question about it. But that's step one. That's step one in about the thousand steps we have to take to get back to where we want to be. 
which brings me all the way back to the good news I share with you all the time. It sounds like bad news, but it's actually good, good news, and it should make you feel good. You, no matter how old you are, I know we have kids listening to this show too, no, show too. no matter how old you are, you will never, ever, 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 ever see final victory for the things you want in the United States of America. There's too much to unpack. There's too much to unravel. The roots are too deep. Now, that's not supposed to make you feel bad. That's supposed to make you feel good. So set final victory out of your mind because it's not an option. You, you will only see the struggle. You will only see taking back the next step and then the next step after that and the next step after that and the next step after that. One inch at a time. One inch at a time. That's what we have to do now. And that's what we have to focus on. That's what we have to focus on. We have a mountain to climb here. Winning the midterms, winning the presidency in 2024 is not making it to the top of the mountain. It's making it the first 50 feet. Yeah, we can't make it to the top without that first 50 feet. So it's important. It's not final victory. It's not final victory by a long shot. And we talk a lot about a mindset change, how we have a mindset change. That is part of the mindset change, is changing our minds from, from final victory, which I would kill to see, right? You would kill to see final victory. Changing our minds from final victory to celebrating all the little victories out there. That was not a long rant for me about why you know, the midterms don't matter and, and not, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden's going to lose. That was not me saying that. That was me saying, don't think, don't think we're an election or two away from unraveling all this. Remember, Donald Trump was impeached from within his own State Department. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, as we speak, they're worried about hunting down right-wing domestic terrorists and, and white supremacists when white supremacy doesn't really exist in any organized form within the borders of the United States of America anymore. We have a mountain to climb. The Central Intelligence Agency. Have you seen the things their former directors have said? We have a mountain to climb. We just have to focus on the next step up the mountain. All right, it's time to talk about ranch dressing. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We actually got an email about that song. Apparently, I said I was going to say what song it was and then didn't get to that. Look, if you're banking on some sort of a train of thought on this show, you have come to the wrong place. Again, remember the show sounds terrible, or I guess it doesn't sound that bad. I'm being, I'm told it doesn't sound that bad because I'm not at the studio. It, it, every, everyone's quarantined right now and sick. It's just I, I'm in a dungeon broadcasting from a dungeon. The name of that song is called "Dear Mr. Fantasy," and the band is called Traffic. So if you're looking to download that on your phone, "Dear Mr. Fantasy" and Traffic, what a great song. And another reminder, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get in your questions now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com is where you send them. Chris, I want you to play for me once again 
that Taliban video, the Taliban audio we played from a little earlier, and just the, the tremendous sense of betrayal so many veterans feel right now. Play it. Tonight, the Taliban parading what it says is some of the billions of dollars worth of American weapons and equipment they now have in their arsenal. As the Biden administration weathers fierce criticism for the Americans left behind when U.S. forces withdrew. Among them, a three-year-old California boy, an American citizen, trapped with his family in Kabul. And Afghans who helped America's military effort are stuck, too. Like the Afghan interpreter who helped rescue then-Senator Biden when he was trapped in Taliban territory on a trip there years ago, now telling the Wall Street Journal, Mr. President, save me and my family. Question is from here. Where does this go for the Biden administration? And I, I understand I'm only approaching this from a political way at the moment because we still need all our people back. Where does this go for Joe Biden? What happens to Biden's administration if one of those civilians ends up dying? Or have they already cut a deal? Has Joe Biden already cut a deal with these people? I believe he has. I think they've already said enough to indicate he cut a deal. Remember, we didn't send some low-level dork over there. We sent the director of the CIA in to have a discussion with the leadership of the Taliban. Then we're talking about we're giving Taliban lists of our civilians and all this information. Okay, so this is starting to seem hmm, starting to seem like we're all cooperating. We're all starting to seem like Starting to seem like we're being friends with the enemy, right? It's starting to seem that way. Now they're already on camera talking about maybe we'll have to open up diplomatic relations. They're out there today saying things like the Taliban are going to need diplomatic and economic help. Do you see what's coming? They cut a deal with the Taliban they are now going to treat this designated terrorist organization as if it is a completely legitimate government. And in return, the Taliban are going to allow our citizens to walk out of that country. We are going to bribe a terrorist organization so they'll give us our civilians back. What? A disgrace. What an absolute disgrace. How, how much anguish, how much anguish are our Afghanistan veterans going through? They're going through a lot. You know what we need, Chris? You know what we need? We need, we need to pick me up. Play that video again. <laughs> Play the video again from earlier. In case you missed it from earlier, this was a dude. Uh, there's, you'll hear him describe it. There's something broken with his car. And all you see in the video is him looking down at the window controls and daggone, it's fun to be a guy. My window actuators are going out, so it sounds like I'm having a hell of a firefight in here. Changing mags! Frag out! <laughs> all right, back to your emails. Dear Oracle and Food Wizard, thought... Thought to dedicate my first ever email to your show to something fun and non-political. Ranch dressing. I found out about ranch when I was uh, 20 years old. Setting? 
Living in Israel, an immigrant from the former Soviet Union, the condiments of my knowledge were mainly mayonnaise or hummus. What is it with women and hummus? And I'm not criticizing Israel and hummus, but I realize that's a central dish over there. If you're an American, there's no excuse to be eating hummus when there's queso and salsa and all these... It's not delicious, Chris. I will not have that on the show. It's not delicious. It's smashed up chickpeas. It's disgusting. All right, never mind. And the condiments of my knowledge were mainly mayonnaise or hummus. While in the army, I started dating an American boy who volunteered to, ser volunteered to serve in the IDF. That's the Israeli Defense Forces. They're studs, by the way. And he's uh, now her husband. At the time, he seemed like the richest man, having his own laptop, digital camera, and other Western gadgets that were too pricey back then for anyone outside the U.S. Never forget how blessed you are. Let me remind you, never forget how blessed you are. He loves ranch and brought some bottles of it from the U.S. as it was hard to find in Israel at the time. All proud and excited, expecting me to fall in love with it as well, he introduced me to the traditional condiment of his people. My response was, oh, it's just flavored mayonnaise. <laughs> I almost got dumped, perhaps reignited the Cold War. Apparently, this came off as insulting, belittling his beloved ranch and the United States of America as a whole. <laughs> um, fast forward to today, I'm an American too, and I love ranch, so I believe I've redeemed myself. I'll write about the Soviet commie childhood in the future. In the meantime, we'll enjoy and go hell yeah and write while listening to your show. Uh, she said I can say her name, but good luck trying to pronounce it. It's spelled K-S-A-N-I-A. Sonia. Sonia. I bet you money it's Sonia. Chris, that's, that's Sonia, right? I know you don't speak Russian, but clearly she's Jewish. Is that not a Jewish name? Do you... Ugh, all right, never mind. Maybe maybe it's just a Russian name. I bet you I'm right. Look, when you've when you've had as many years at an accredited community college as I've had, you start to pick up some of the nuances of language and names and some of the history of it. And I realize I have almost three years of community college credits, but not even an associate's degree. And for some reason, that leads people to believe I'm not intelligent. Well, I'll have every single person know the only reason I don't have an associate's degree is I had to drop algebra a couple times because there were some problems that I couldn't quite get worked out. So it has nothing to do with intelligence or my ability in school whatsoever. All that said, I remember my first introduction to ranch. And it's funny, I don't even eat ranch on salad. And I live and die for ranch. I dip my pizza in it. It's so funny watching Chris complain and make these stupid faces when I dip my pizza in ranch. I dip my fries in ranch, uh, tater tots in ranch. A, a special special treat for everybody out there, hot sauce. Some random hot sauce is really, really good on pizza. I don't know if you've ever tried this before. Just dab a little hot sauce on your pizza and eat it. I have something for you. Make some hot sauce ranch. Just get a little bowl of ranch and pour a bunch of hot sauce in there and mix it all up. Dip your pizza in that. Shut up, Chris. Dip your pizza in that. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Where was I going with this whole thing? Oh, yeah, my first introduction to ranch. I was working construction. 
and we were doing a job on a air force base in mont in montana i believe it was great falls yeah, great falls we we're doing a job at an air force base in montana remember yesterday when i was telling you about me working construction and my dad deciding that i needed all the worst jobs oh i have a story about the worst construction job ever hang on just a second but first and foremost Sale of the year at my pillow right now. 50% off. Half off the Giza Dream Sheets. Remember, Giza is the world's best cotton, and everybody raves about everything else my pillow has, including me. The Giza Dream Sheets might be the best thing I've ever bought from there, and they're half off right now. If you go to mypillow.com and you click on the radio listener specials, you can get Giza Dream Sheets as low as $49.99. May I recommend order two sets? Because you're you're gonna want a second set when that one goes in the wash, and your old sheets are sadly gonna feel like garbage <laughs> once you try the Giza Dream Sheets. Go to mypillow.com, radio listener specials. Use the promo code Jesse. That's what gets you half off. Mypillow.com promo code Jesse. And don't forget, Mike Lindell, owner of My Pillow. He's out there taking slings and arrows for us every single day. Let's be more purposeful with where we spend our money. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final segment before tomorrow. I wish we could do tomorrow today. Chris, but look, even as, even as somebody who is an Oracle like myself, Jesse menu whisperer, Kelly, the Shogun Kelly, even I can't make tomorrow happen today. So sadly, sadly, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow for an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And it's going to be such a good day. <laughs> Remember, email your questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, can we have can we get some attention shined on military members refusing the vaccines? We have a significant number, particularly in the National Guard, that are prepared to resist the vaccines and accept the consequences, but we need some national attention and direction. We are patriots and we don't want to be treated like criminals and purged from our nation's military after giving untold years of dedicated service. This is why I've been talking about it so much on the show. I think, I think it's time to be more organized on our side. And here's what happens whenever I say something like that, be more organized on our side. I get people say, well, you organize it. Listen, I can only organize so much. There are a thousand things that need organized. It can't, it can't, it can't just be this person or it can't be that, that person. I believe military members who don't want to take the vaccine should absolutely join together. This is one thing we have missed so much on the right. We've really, really, really missed the boat on this. We love saying things like, we have the numbers. We are the silent majority. We're the silent majority. How many times have you heard somebody say that word? Oh my gosh, if I hear that one more time, I'm just going to just swan dive right off a bridge. What does it, what does it do us any good to be the silent majority? You better be the loud majority. The loud minority took over every cultural institution in the United States of America 
because they're loud. Yeah, we have the numbers. If we would actually use the numbers in an organized, loud fashion, then we could take this thing back. We could, but we don't. We don't. We should, and military members absolutely should. It is time to rally. Yeah, you can say to yourself, well, if some military guy refuses, they're just going to run him out of the military. And obviously that's true if a military guy refuses. What if 100,000 refuse? What if two, three, four, five hundred thousand military members say, no, I'm not getting it? You can say, well, they just kick them all out, and you might be right. They might kick them all out. Do you think that's something that would possibly make the Biden administration blink? Because that becomes not a national, that becomes an international news story. They would read those headlines in Mongolia. American military reduced by 500,000 in the wake of vaccine mandate. That makes people scared. That shakes people to their bones. Yes, we do have the numbers. Yes, we do have the majority. What we lack is the will to use it. Because we, on the right, have for far too long, far too long, adopted this absurd philosophy that, wow, we don't ever need to use power, and I just want to be left alone. I, I Just leave me be. I just want to raise my family. I, did, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do. It's time to do. It's time to get loud. It's time to get in people's faces. It is time to protest the way they protest massively. We don't have to do it the exact way they do it with all that violence and garbage. We don't want to ever be those people, but it's time to make them feel uncomfortable. What if two, three, four, five hundred thousand military members? It doesn't even have to be that big. What if it's just a hundred thousand? That's a huge number. What if there were 100,000 active duty military members who marched down to Washington, D.C., had one gigantic march one day. Not making it political. I don't want this in my body. I am refusing. Kick me out if you want. You can say they wouldn't care. And maybe you're right. I bet you you're wrong, though. Because when the problem gets bad enough, then what happens is they can't cover it up anymore. And don't get me wrong, they're never going to get to a point where they say to themselves, oh, man, you know, I think we maybe screwed up with this vaccine policy thing. This is We shouldn't have done this. It was a mistake. We shouldn't be infringing on their rights. They're never going to say something like that. But what they are going to say to themselves is, oh, man, this looks really bad. Dude, there, did you see how many of them there are? This looks really bad. Maybe we should... Maybe we should figure out something different. Let's 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 get an exemption out there. Let's you organize, organize it. I think you'll be shocked when you find out how how many people will rally to someone who is organizing. It doesn't take a gigantic platform. It doesn't take a big radio show or a TV show or a politician or something to rally a lot of people. It only takes bold. Bold has a way of igniting. Be bold. What would happen if we impeach Biden? Somebody said. 
don't get me wrong, I'm in favor, but what happens? Does it then go to Kamala? Yes, if we impeach Joe Biden, it goes to Kamala Harris. If we impeach both of them, well, then it's President Nancy Pelosi. And I don't think that's something anybody out here wants at this time. Let's not, let's not go that route. Let's not go that route. Um, listen, back to impeachment. The GOP should, after the midterms, impeach Joe Biden for Afghanistan. One, he left Americans behind. Two, blunt their political weapon. We must blunt their political weapon. They're going to impeach every Republican president from now until the end of time. Start doing it back and watering it down. All right, that's enough of all that. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We're going to have a blast as we always do. That's all.